to start a night in worship, praying, world-class team up here on the stage, Dorian Sarkissian hitting it out of the park. I think you're preaching next week, aren't you, Dorian? Sunday nights. Get ready for that. Man, we're in for a great night, I believe, because God is here and we're going to uh, pray right now. Father God, we thank you for the house of God. What a privilege to live in a country where we can open the doors and come in and worship you and have the word of God preached. I thank you, Lord God, as the word is preached tonight, Father God, that you touch and anoint my lips, God. Father God, that each and every one of us here tonight would hear from you, that we would not leave as we came in, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God, for the power of the Word of God here tonight to touch and transform our lives in Jesus' mighty name. And we all said, Amen. Fantastic. Yeah, God is good. You can grab your seat. Thank you, team. We love you dearly. They get here early. And they prepare a place for us, which is outstanding. Well, it's good to be here. I was uh, preaching to our Roselle campus this morning, and uh, it was just great to be over in one of our campuses, and I uh, love that we are, you know, on the move as a church in many locations around Sydney, which is really exciting. Uh, I was there with uh, Pastor Ward Lucas, and uh, we had a great time, and uh, one of the highlights of my morning there was something I read in my iPad that my daughter, I took my 10-year-old Sienna with me today and uh, at the top of my notes she wrote this on my, uh, I had like Steps of Faith which is the title for tonight and then she wrote, Sienna loves you, preach well with a smiley face. Oh, that helps me. Uh, love and encourager and that was uh, some little words from my 10-year-old and uh, she pretty much, she's got like a little... HP Stream 7, like a little tablet, and she was like this all morning. She was like, she, I think she recorded the whole thing of her dad preaching. And uh, I just hope no one thought that I just asked her to do that, because it was completely voluntary from her, on her part. But uh, it was good to be loved sometimes, isn't it? And have a little supporter. And uh, she was there with me, but I heard that my wife tore it up here this morning. Go, Natalie, you're on fire, woman, which is awesome. What a great woman of God she is. And uh, here we are, week two of this wonderful uh, series on faith. You've got to have faith, and tonight's on Steps of Faith. And uh, every time I get to preach faith, I just feel like I've come full circle because the first time I ever publicly spoke uh, was I was uh, in year seven at my high school and we used to have a lunchtime program weekly called ISCF. It was Interschool Christian Fellowship. Anyone heard of that term before? It was something happening in the uh, classroom at lunchtime and I spoke on faith and I've still got the notes right here. This bit of paper is quite yellow and it has liquid paper on it. Who remembers liquid paper out of the little tub? Yep, showing that I am older than 22. I'm actually 40, so there we go. Here we go. Steps of faith. Well, having faith, it's a great thing to focus on as a church because we can't be saved without faith. We've got to have faith in Jesus Christ to be saved. But also, we can't please Him without faith. We can't please God without faith. Hebrews 11.6 says this, but without faith... It is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It's impossible to please him. We have 
to be people of faith. We've got to have that as a bedrock in our life, be people of faith. And there's many other stories in the Bible about this. And uh, one of the really famous ones is when Jesus is asleep on his boat and a massive storm comes through and the disciples get really concerned and really quite, you know, they're kind of freaking out and they come up to Jesus. We read this in Luke 8, 24, and they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose, he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was calm. But Jesus didn't leave it at that. But then he said, where is your faith? We've got to carry faith on our hearts. We've got to make sure we are people, men and women, youth, young people of faith, that we are living out a life of faith. And it should be something that is a lifestyle. It should be something that is in our lives and increasing in our lives. We never arrive. should be something getting bigger. It should be something moving forward. It should be increasing on our lives. Our faith should be getting bigger as time goes on. It needs to keep enlarging on our lives. We've got to get our faith and get it going to bigger areas and bigger arenas in life. Hebrews 11.1 helps us to know what it is. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the evidence of things that we haven't seen, but we have this thing on the inside of us knowing that it's going to come to pass. Elpizio is actually the Greek uh, word there for hope, which actually also has a meaning of trust to it. We're trusting that it's going to come to pass. There's something on the inside of us knowing that it can come off, knowing that it's going to come through. It doesn't matter what the circumstances look like. It doesn't matter what, you know, what even sometimes other people are saying. We carry faith on the inside of us. We've got faith in Jesus. We know how big and mighty our God is, and we can carry this into circumstances no matter what it may look like on the outside. But I love that this title today is not a step of faith, it is steps of faith. It is steps, it's not just a single decision or a yearly decision, it's something that we need to have as ongoing in our lives because as you move forward and you take step after steps, you get momentum. Momentum helps you achieve things, momentum puts you going forward, it's a, it's a thing of progress, it's a great thing to be moving, to have steps, to be keep going forward. I can remember many years ago, I was in an Oztag touch footy side. Uh, it was early days of being married to Natalie, uh, probably about 15 years ago. And uh, I grew up playing a lot of rugby. And uh, as you can see, I, I wasn't the largest guy in the paddock. So uh, I knew one way to get around a lot of people was to form a, a lethal sidestep. So I was all right at uh, avoiding people with a bit of a sidestep where I'd see someone come and shimmy to the side. And uh, I was playing Oztag in this game once and uh, I had the ball in my hand and I remember uh, seeing someone come for me and I did my little, my little uh, sidestep and got around this guy and I was running up to the next person. I did the same thing. I'm like, this is going well. Got around that person. Then I'm like, try line. So I'm running down for the try line and then this guy starts coming across from the other side of the field and I'm thinking, I've got this guy covered. All I'm going to do is I'm going to put the same thing I just did on the last two guys on this guy and it's try time for my team. And uh, as this guy came across field, I went to do another big sidestep off my right foot, but this one didn't come off as the other two came off because I found myself 
in a split moment of time, uh, in absolute agony as I heard a big snap and I fell forward onto the ground and I'm like, oh, it didn't go too well. I remember, I actually remember gripping the grass. I was in agony. I was in pain. I got lifted off the field. I couldn't drive home. I got driven home by a, one of our pastor now who passes up in Cairns, C3 Cairns, Brendan Giles. He's going, you'll be right, mate praying a prayer of faith over me and uh, the next day I got off for an MRI scan and the scan came back and confirmed that I'd snapped my anterior cruciate ligament in my knee. Now anyone ever done one of them before? It's, they're not pretty. They're not pretty generally. You can let them hit, you know, uh, that cruciate ligament will never repair on its own. So you either do nothing and you've never got that ligament in there for the rest of your life or you go and get an operation, a knee reconstruction, which is uh, what I did. And I went off, uh, was within a week or two, I think, you know, into a hospital, got the operation. And uh, the same day I had this full knee reconstruction where they go and get your the, the way my doctor did it is he took some hamstring uh, off me, put it out of the body, kind of wrapped it around itself, and then inserted it under the kneecap and got a couple of screws, and my ligament was formed out of my hamstring. And uh, so I'm in the hospital bed a few hours after coming out of the anaesthetic, and a physiotherapist walks into the room. And I'm like thinking, why's a physiotherapist here? And they're like, okay, up on your feet kind of like, what? I just, just had a knee reconstruction. No, we're moving. I'm like, what? We're moving. Up you get. So I get out of bed and literally the physiotherapist says, yep, start to move, start to walk. Now you just don't think you can, but it's like, I can? You can. So they forced me to go and get this thing moving. They forced me to get some momentum. I remember they, we walked out of the room, down the corridor. They even went and found some stairs and said, I want you to start to go up a few stairs. Straight away, they knew the best way for recovery was to get some momentum, to get some movement, to start taking step after step. And I think sometimes in our Christian life, we've just got to keep moving. Doesn't matter what season we're in, doesn't matter what's been thrown at us, we've got to keep moving. It's the best thing for us. It's what God wants for us. And here tonight, my prayer would be that there wouldn't be a single one of us that wouldn't leave here knowing on the inside that we're going to keep going. Knowing on the inside we're not going to stop. Knowing that there's bigger, there's more, there's more areas of faith that we can lean into, into our future to achieve what God wants for each and every one of us. T.D. Jakes, famous American church builder and preacher says this, faith becomes a bridge between where I am and where I want to go. Faith is the bridge that will get us there. Faith is the thing that will carry us there. And I love that we get to, in, in faith, partner with God. How exciting is that? Not just reliant on our, our, our own strengths and who we are as people, but saying, yes, we partner with God and we go and journey with God. It's exciting, but we need to keep moving. We've got to keep taking steps because often things aren't achieved when we're just kind of a bit on the back foot. I can remember spending a lot of years looking to buy a house in Sydney with my wife. It was actually about an eight-year journey for us and felt like we kind of got close a number of times, but it's kind of like, you know, sometimes you just pray and you're just hoping just things will happen. Well, I kind of find out that buying a house, it actually needed some momentum. There was a lot of steps that 
that had to take place. It wasn't just a matter of circling something in the paper and going to the open house. You had to take a lot of steps after that to secure that place. You had to be knocking on doors. You had to be making phone calls. You had to be putting in offers. You had to, you actually needed some momentum. You had to take step, 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 step before you got there. And I think that is like what happens in life. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep going. Don't just be on the back foot. We've got to be on the front foot and we've got to be moving. We've got to be taking steps. So here today, what might it be for you? What is going to be your next step? Because I know that God wants to move all of us forward. All of us. Maybe you're here tonight and you need to get to our essentials course tomorrow night here on site at 7 o'clock. Maybe you need to give up six Monday nights to go deeper into Him deeper into the Word of God, get around some great people, study the Word, answer, ask some questions about life and about faith and about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Maybe you need to get there and say, that is a step that I'm going to take. That is going to be my step of faith. I'm going to be there. Maybe you need to get to a connect group and say, yep, I'm going to step out there. I'm going to get to one of those things. I'm going to get around some other people and, uh, and journey with these people. Maybe for you, the step of faith you've got to take is to start the connect group. Maybe you're here tonight and you're like, I've been feeling it, but I've been resisting it. Maybe tonight's the night you go, I'm taking it. I'm going to start that connect group. Maybe it's you need to invite some, some friends and family, work colleagues to the house of God. Maybe you're here tonight and you gotta, your step is to receive that miracle. You've got to keep pushing in for that miracle of healing. Maybe for you it is something like a house. Maybe it's the job. Maybe it's the, new, the partner. Maybe it's you just know you, you've got to step over that line and start serving in the house of God. What is it for you today? Maybe it's to go to Bible college. I would just encourage you to look under him and then take the step. If it's any of those church-related ones tonight, after the service, go to the next step bar and say, hey, take it. So often we think about it. Oh, I should be, I should be, I should be. Take the step. Take the step of faith. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to start tonight. I'm going to go there. I'm going to say I'm going to appear. Here's my name. I'm going to be there tomorrow night at the Essentials course. I'm going to be serving. Tell me which team to serve on. Just take the step. It's a wonderful way to live life. And I've seen many people in this house take the step. And it's good for us. It's good for us to be doing something bigger than ourselves sometimes. I love the big faith projects. I love going after the things that matter to us, but I think it's also good to be doing things that are outside of ourselves, things that, that build the kingdom of God. They're wonderful things. One of the great faith projects that I've just observed, I haven't done anything for it, has been uh, the team here that have gone out to, uh, out to Bella Vista over recent weeks to start a new service for all of our friends that have recently arrived in our country from Syria. See, Natalie was speaking as we opened a new clothing room a few Thursdays ago here that we uh, open up for people in the community and she met this beautiful large Syrian family and uh, a number of years ago, Nat's heart broke for what was happening in that nation. She sought the Lord and she went to prayer but she didn't know what to do. Well, who knows, when we, we call out to God, he often comes through and a few years later she reaches, she meets this family and they, they, she hears their story and she, she's drawn to them and, and she finds out that what, the, uh, what our government is doing is placing a whole, uh, many, many, many of these families in the one apartment block at Bella Vista, the Quest apartment blocks. So Natalie and her team with Pastor Rhonda and some people start getting their heads together and they decide to, to step out and, and put on a service on a Friday morning 
to serve these people a beautiful meal of, of their kind of food and, and just to be there for them and support them and, and tell them about how transport operates in this nation, how to, which places are good to do shopping. These people have arrived and this is a foreign land for them. And the hearts of some of our people have just started to take the steps. And I remember hearing Natalie on the phone and she's like, oh, I don't really know how to pull this off, but it was just one step at a time and one step at a time. And we, we booked, the, uh, we booked the, uh, the room they have at these apartments so we could run this service. And it was just all by faith. I oversee a lot of the budget in the church and we hadn't put this into any budget, but it was just like, no, let's just go. And that's like, we'll just go in faith and, and believe as we go out. God will supply, and God has been moving in mighty and magnificent ways. A few weeks ago, there was a lady in our church, and before church on the Sunday morning, she knew, I think through social media, we just started this service, she felt the Lord say, you need to give $300 to that. She had no idea the significance of that amount, but a few hours later, Natalie's on this stage explaining that the room that we hire to host these people for this meal and this message of hope is normally $800, but because they've given us great favour, they've reduced the price down to $300. So there's this woman hearing from the Lord, go and give $300, and then a few hours later, she finds out that's the exact amount we need to book this room. Even Natalie this week was speaking to someone in her family. They don't even live uh, in this state. And as they heard the vision, they're like, oh, I'll pay for a room for this week. As Nat stepped out and the team, God is supplying. And I love that as we move, he moves. As we draw near to him, he draws near to us. Let's give the Lord a round of applause because he is faithful. He is good. And as we move, he comes through for us. And we can trust in him. We know miracles will occur because our Bible tells us we're told in Galatians we're sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Philippians, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Matthew tells us with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Ephesians says that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Ephesians also tells us now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. John tells us whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Mark tells us to have faith in God. Because whoever says these mountains be removed and cast in the sea does not doubt in his heart, believes these things he will say will be done. You see, we have a big God. And when we partner with him, with these steps of faith, he comes through. It's an opening for him. It's for him to be glorified. See, we're in partnership with God. God just doesn't say, humans, you just go and sit in the corner. I'll do it all. He goes, no, I need people to partner with. I need people of faith. I need people to step out in faith because when people step out he comes through and it's like a partnership that we go and achieve things and we can give him all the praise and all the glory time and time and time again because he will come through for us he is God almighty we can walk by faith and not by sight let's not live making cause on what we see in the natural let's make cause on what we know God is for each and every one of us I, uh, from time to time, play a little bit of golf, and sometimes you might get up on a, a golf hole and you're, you're hitting a long tee shot. You might have a driver in your hand. You're expecting this ball to travel for hundreds of metres, and if you get up on a hole and you know there's a big wind coming across from the left to the right and you see a big creek, you know that you've got to aim down the left and allow that wind to bring it safely into the fairway. But I was thinking about it. Sometimes faith's like getting up 
and doing exactly the opposite. You aim straight at the creek. You know in the natural that ball is going to go straight into the water. But with God, sometimes the things that are in the natural, when we step out and we hit it, it's like everything changes. Once that ball is in the sky, the wind suddenly changes. It's like the creek actually moves and good results come. Sometimes if we have something from God that he places on the inside of us, if we hear that calling, that pull, and we follow through, wait and see what he can do for us. That is faith following through no matter what it might look like in the natural. That is steps of faith. It's not always the safe thing, but it's faith. I can remember I spent 15 years of my life uh, out in the marketplace in this wonderful job in an IT company. I was the national sales manager and I got into this company in the early, early days of this company starting and uh, I got on a really good wicket in this company, they actually set my pay structure up to be 100% commission. So as our business started to grow and grow and grow and grow, guess what my income did? It started to grow and grow and grow and grow. And I was really blessed, and Natalie and I were blessed in these, the, these days of just a good income coming in. And uh, Natalie was studying for a lot of the early years of our marriage, and, and I was just felt really blessed. But do you know what? The day came where I felt the call that I had to exit that. Now, in the natural, it would, wouldn't have been a good call to leave that and to come on to my magnificent church wages. But can I say, I didn't base it just on that because God's bigger than any number. He's bigger than any paycheck. I didn't have to stress. I knew that this is what he was calling me to do. I knew that it was the next step. Sometimes you just feel it. You feel it and you know it. And as I stepped out, God's come through. I could trust him in it. I didn't have to look at this to that and go, how are things going to meet? I just knew that he would come through and he has come through and he'll continue to come through because that is my God. As I've stepped out, he moves for his glory. He is a good God. He is a good God. So if you feel that tug from the Holy Spirit, follow it and follow it through. It puts you into a place of the supernatural and I tell you, that's an exciting place to live. In Matthew 14, we read the story of Peter walking on the water. Anyone ever seen anyone walk on water? It's kind of a rare thing, isn't it? I can remember many years ago, and Natalie will know about this, being at an uh, after party to one of our church events and uh, sitting in the room with a couple of people and literally watching in her hysterics these YouTube clips of people running on water. They actually had a name for it. It was called Liquid Mountaineering. And it was like full-on footage of these guys, like athletes, dressed well in these uh, special shoes that repelled water. And they would explain in this video, if you ran fast enough and you hit the water at the right angle, you could literally run and, and make a few, you know, six, seven, eight steps before you fell into the water. I fell for it. The videos looked unbelievable. Means of hits. I'm like, this is incredible. These guys, are, they're doing it. They're, they're walking on water there. They're doing like what Jesus did kind of thing. Anyway, I did see um, Mythbusters the other day and uh, they proved it wrong. I'm a little bit upset. And then I did look the other day and then the guys who made that video actually said, yeah, it was all fake. We just, you know, had this thing suspended underwater and looked really good, but... They weren't walking on water, but Jesus once walked on water. And we read in Matthew 14 that Peter says in verse 28, says, And Peter answered him, Lord, 
If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? See, I was reading this this week. And in one sense, Peter does what no human being had done before. Sure enough, Jesus had walked on water. Jesus was God. But here we have a human walking on water. Yet, he lets fear overcome him. He looks around and he starts to sink and he cries out to Jesus. And what really stood out for me was that remark that Jesus made. See, Jesus didn't say, oh, Pete, you gave it a good crack, didn't you? Oh, Pete, you, you just set the world human record for, you made a few steps there. He didn't say anything of encouraging like that at all. He actually says, are you of little faith? And I started to think, I wonder in life if some of us, and I include myself in this, we've taken some steps before. We've taken, we've kind of just sat down. And we're in a place right now where there's a lot more to do in him, but we've kind of got comfortable. And we're not continuing to take the steps. I think we need to continue to keep keeping those steps of faith and be open to what the Lord is calling us. Maybe you're here today and you know you've got to keep going. Maybe you've let some things get in the way. You've lost a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of the faith or you've got to be comfortable. I don't think Jesus wants us to be comfortable. There's a world out there that is lost and it needs a saviour. It needs us as the people from the house of God not to be comfortable, to get out of the comfort zone, to be people who live in a place of faith. And I think that's what each and every one of us here today can step into, including myself, because that word challenged me. And I don't want to be someone who, to God, did some cool things, but then started to sink, started to feather off and not continue on the journey of faith. So today, turn that switch on, take the step, move forward. You have one life, let's live it. To the full, let's live it as people of faith who are taking steps after steps. And as you take those steps, a few keys to remember, don't give up. This journey is a marathon. Do you know a 100-metre uh, race, someone like Usain Bolt, the fastest man ever to cover 100 metres, he takes 41 strides to make it through 100 metres. You go to a marathon runner, a lot of them will take around 50,000 steps, 50,000 steps to finish that race. Who knows that Christianity is not a sprint, it's a marathon. We've got to keep moving. We've got to keep taking the steps. It says in Hebrews to let us run with endurance the race that is set out for us. Make sure when we're doing these steps of faith, have the word of God on the inside of you. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get the scriptures, the faith-building scriptures, the encouraging scriptures, the scriptures to help you not to quit. And out of this, we can have great faith. Like I read before in Hebrews, he is a rewarder of those who seek him. 
Carry that in your heart. Know that as you go after him and you take these steps, rewards are coming. Don't go into them without prayer. Be a prayer. Pray things into being. And whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive it. As we read in Matthew. Let the prayer accompany your steps in this life. As a church, we went through a massive journey to secure this building as our own that occurred just last year. And I'll tell you what, it was steps of faith, but it was steps accompanied with prayer. Without prayer, we would not be here tonight. But it was the prayer of the saints. It was prayer of some of our key leaders that lent in as we caught out to God. God, we're on the move. We want this place. God, direct us as we look for a building to buy. God, you're with us. I can remember walking up and down here many, many mornings at six o'clock with Brett Linder and I. Scotty will, will know that we used to come down here and we'd just pray into this thing. Steps of faith in prayer, knowing for God to come through for us, and he did. But faith's also believing in your heart, having these things deep in you. Don't be someone who, who takes on so much of the negativity of life. Be someone who takes on faith. Because it's everywhere. It's like everywhere. Like you become a parent and everyone goes, oh, wait for the terrible twos. The terrible twos, what is that? Like, don't take that stuff on. It's terrific twos. They're awesome. They're awesome through all the stages of their life. Why take that on? Just speak against. And you'll get things like that all the time in life. Oh, you wait for it. Like, do you know what I mean? You take on faith. You speak it. You believe it. You just take it on. I think a lot of that journey of getting to a house was when, uh, when I said to Nat, we're going to move out near the church. And she's like, we're going to rent or buy. I've been looking, as I said, for about eight years. And it's like, we're not renting, we're buying. And it was almost like declaring that had this power to it. How's this for a scripture? I asked the band to come. In James 3, 3 to 5 in the message, a bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain, sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. There's power. There's power in our words. There's power in your mouth. Step out in faith, but speak to the mountain. Speak to that thing. Declare to that thing. Speak in faith as you walk in faith. Declare it and speak it. Be a believer. Don't be a complainer. I love rubbing shoulders with Pastor Phil because he's just always going to faith. He's always speaking to faith. Even when things don't look like they should be, he's speaking to faith. And lastly, I'd encourage us to keep coming to the house of God because this is an atmosphere of faith. This is an atmosphere of faith, and it's in this place where our faith gets built so we can go out and take the steps that God's calling us to, where we get faith and encouragement from people around us to help us to keep going, to not give up, to believe for those things that we're holding dear to our hearts to come to pass. They're steps, but we do it together, don't we? We do it as a community, each of us together, each of us on the journey, each of us going forward, making the steps moving forward in faith. Oh, may we all live mighty lives with steps of faith, making a difference, allowing God to use each and every one of us.
before I end today, I want to just speak into the greatest step of faith that there ever is, and that's to put your faith in Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There's no greater thing in this life than having your soul saved. To know that all of our wrongs have been washed by Him. Because we heard about Jesus walking on water, but the reason Jesus walked this, this planet was so that one day He would go to a cross and He would take our sins onto that cross so that we wouldn't endure the death that was due to us that we could have eternal life in heaven. And if you're here tonight and you've never received Jesus as your Lord, just in a moment I'm going to give you an opportunity. All I'll ask you to do is to raise your hand. I'll see it. Then I'll ask you to put it down again. And then I'll lead you in a prayer after that. So if you're here tonight and you've never said a prayer like that, tonight can be your night. Life doesn't have to be like it's been. Tonight can be a new start for you. Putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And maybe you're here tonight and you've done this before. You've said a prayer, maybe once, maybe many times. You've said a prayer before inviting Jesus into your life. But you know, if you're honest with yourself, you've slipped away. That relationship is weak. It's not strong like it once to. If you're in this place tonight and that's you, just in a moment I'll ask you to also raise your hand. Because I'd love to lead you in this same prayer so that tonight you can come back and have Jesus as your Lord and you can be back walking close with him. So if we could just all bow our heads, close our eyes. I ask you here tonight to examine where you're at. And if you're here and you'd like to either receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, put your faith in him for the first time, or you've said a prayer like this here tonight that we're going to say before and you've slipped away, can you boldly right now just lift your hand and say, yes, Hartley, that is me. I want to be included in this prayer tonight. I've either never accepted Jesus as my Lord before or I've said yes to him before, but I've slipped away. I'm not walking closely with him. My relationship has gone cold and you want to come back. Could you boldly raise your hand tonight? I'll see it and I'll lead you in a prayer. I'll give this another moment because this is the most important part of the entire night. If you want to get your life right with him, just put up your hand and say, yes, Hartley, that's me. Yes, that's me. like we're all good which is wonderful hey can we all stand to our feet we're going to go and end in a song here tonight but before we do I just want us to all just to look unto the Lord because like I said so many I think about my life so many times I've had to take the steps I, I felt the pull first and then I had to take the step so why don't we just give the Lord a moment right now just to speak to our hearts just close your eyes in this place let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Holy Spirit. Guide us. Show us. Speak to us. Where do we go next? What do we say yes to? Show us.
guide us. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, you are speaking to us here tonight. And I thank you, Lord, that we are people of faith. We are people of faith and we take steps of faith in our life. We go after you and the things of God. Thank you here tonight for your anointing. You're blessing us. You are guiding us. You are leading us here tonight. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. Touch the people. Touch us here tonight, God. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord.